I might, well, depending on what type of zombies it was, I might just be like, just give me one bite and then I'll join you, like, sort of deal. Like, that, that, feels, that feels like... You're the, like, I want to be a zombie. Well, I mean, that feels like the easiest way out, right? Like, sure. just like a single, yeah, a single bite and a then single have, bite and then you're a zombie and then you're... you're... Then you have the potential of hurting other people. Yeah. Like, I mean, everyone's fucked. Who cares? Like, yeah. You know. I'll, I'll but, join the crowd. Join the in crowd. <laughs> Uh, so you would rather kill people than just die. You want to take other people out if you're going out. I well, no, not me. I, the zombie is not me. What zombie? But you're saying me? that if uh, there's a, a scenario where you're seeing but you're responsible, hordes of where? zombies are like, I guess I'll join them. <laughs> I mean, like, all, things all, all things considered, it feels like the simplest way to me. But no, also, the simplest way would be if your if your goal is to not be alive. The simplest way would be suicide, so that way you don't hurt anyone else. If your outlook is also, that everyone is doomed, why add getting to it? infected? It's like seems so bad. There's no movie where it's just like, oh, I I got bitten, and then five minutes later, I'm just a zombie. It's, yeah. it's usually you're feeling very bad symptoms for a long time until it eventually happens. Yeah, to you. I, so. I don't know. I I I'm interested in. I've always been interested in the idea of like, oh, someone else like using your body or whatever. Like, you know, I think that's like an interesting idea. And, like uh, a Krang situation. <laughs> a Krang? Who's Krang? Isn't that um, Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles? Oh, so it's a, a little brain a body control. Control uh, sure. uh, by brain. Right, like a ratatouille sort of thing. Sure, like, ratatouille. Know. You know. Um, it's an interesting idea. I don't know. I, I don't reject it outright, necessarily. But we'll, I guess it would be a lot of circumstance dependent. I'd make it a couple of months. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very good at hiding. Sure. I'm very good at walking taking quiet steps you know mm-hmm. <laughs> no yeah i would like knock something over i'm very clumsy <laughs> like, like i legitimately think i could get away from the zombies and then i would die probably of like starvation or like right. not being able to get like water and like resources uh-huh. more than i would sure. like uh, something attacking me Call them, of course, it'd be the, that the Starbucks wasn't open anymore. And then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess is there, I'll join you. <laughs> yeah. Is there like a... without my Java. <laughs> Does anyone have like a, you know, the world is fucked, so there's no like normal like last meal or anything stuff you can do. But is there any like given the circumstances of apocalypse, like, well, this might be a last thing to do. Oh. Nice, uh, you know. Right, so something like easy. To, I mean, I guess none like of a, the things are things that I want. I, right, I, I, don't I know guess why like I in that, that situation, I'd want like none of them are things that I want to share. Right, I, it'd be like a can of chili and Doritos or whatever. Of like, <laughs> I don't need anyone else to like do any preparation for me. The food is probably safe, and it it satisfies my very basic cravings of like. This is very very salty, right? Like, it's very... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's not bad. That Doritos are nice. Definitely, you know, just, like, walk into a 7-Eleven and be like, I'm going to get so fucked up on Doritos and fucking Rice Krispie treats. 
Andy's just walking towards a horde of zombies eating a can of chili. <laughs> <laughs> just let me finish the can and then you can take my arm. <laughs> Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and I am joined by Andy Germuga, Colin Ashley, Emilio Diaz. And this week, we're also joined uh, to talk a little later about the South by Southwest film festival but also festival in general because you are on the ground we have ethan brundine hello hello i'm here as your resident texan that's right Mm -hmm. i attended a single day of the south by southwest Mm -hmm. conference more than any of us did that's for for sure you hung out with paul Mm -hmm. um Just enough time to fill out those CIA application forms. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we've got, you know, this episode is a little bit of a, it's definitely not a grab bag of tidbits, but there no, are. No one would ever call, describe it as There such. are <laughs> items in a receptacle that we're going to get to several of them before we talk about South by Southwest. Uh, starting, I guess, with, we got, we maybe, I think we, we announced, I think we had the past lives date maybe on a previous episode, but we have a slightly mm-hmm. more robust slate of, uh, A24 release dates, which is that, uh, May 26th, uh, wide release, Memorial Day, we get the Nicole Holif Center movie, uh, we did get a little bit of clarification on the release strategy for Past Lives, which is that it will be uh, starting on June 2nd, but then that one will be platforming. And then uh, Talk To Me, which is, I believe, a Sundance, uh, a midnight movie from Sundance that they picked up. Uh, mm. Directed by Danny and Michael Philippou, who I think are uh, YouTube guys, maybe? Uh, that's another wide release coming out on July 28th. So we've got the first uh, seven months of A24, I feel like. Right. That's, uh, I mean, that's most of the stuff. I guess there's, there they, they had some more Sundance stuff, but I guess it's not in there that maybe I'll wait until the fall. There was um, right. All Dirt Reds, Taste of Salt, and Earth Mama. And then I guess uh, Problematista, which we might talk about a little oh, bit sure. later. Uh, that That's still undated, but that's most of, I feel like, what has premiered. Right. Uh, is, and then, you know. Is Bo is Afraid next for them? Is that yeah. The next uh, no, Showing Up is next. Showing, showing Up, up right, yeah. is uh, the 7th, and then Bo is Afraid is the 21st. 
uh, Lou is afraid. I guess they're riding high right now. So they're. I like, mean, they're riding high, and they also just have a lot of movies. They sure uh, you know, do. There's there's a lot of stuff that you know they're gonna have stuff at can. They're gonna have stuff in the fall. So they they got kind of just gotta keep cranking stuff out. Uh, I will say. I tried to verify that the guys who made it talk to me are YouTubers, and then I so I went to a, their YouTube channel, and it it's literally the mo- it's literally a thumbnail with one of the guys doing a like uh face. <laughs> the video is titled "We Made a Horror Film with the A24 logo." <laughs> <laughs> God, great YouTube! It's just a terrible website. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, you know, A twenty four is back. It was the uh, yeah. They sold enough Pearl notebooks to fund an Oscar <laughs> campaign. It does. Yeah, uh, it does seem like they're, they're not doing. The, I guess we don't know exactly what the showing up release is going to look like, but it does seem like they're maybe not doing the. This is going <laughs> to play in like four theaters and be on VOD thing anymore. You sure. know, we'll see. I mean, that would be a great move from them, I think, to give to all their movies full yeah. releases, full theatrical I agree. releases. For sure. Um, I did share the pic- the thumbnail in the yes. chat. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's, uh, yeah, he's uh, making a concerned face. He's not concerned. Yeah, it's like, uh... Right, a collar yeah. pull face is... Maybe the way the word I would use. The grimace sure. emoji. Sure. Yes. Very good. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, distributors that just like keep picking stuff up and have to put it out, uh, <laughs> Cinema Guild, who I feel like for a while I've been like, oh, if Cinema Guild buys something, they will like put it out nine months later and then they will also spend like six months platforming it. They are, seem to be in a place where they are just, like, piling stuff on and it just, like, has to come out faster. Like, uh, Novelist's film, I feel like, was the, the, you know, they've had all of the hongs since Yourself and Yours, I think. And Novelist's film was the first one that they actually put out in the year that it premiered. Uh, and so they do just, like, they keep having more stuff. So Walk Up is coming out uh, the day that this is released. Uh, which is the next Hong, which they're also putting out relatively quickly. And then they've got, I think we've mentioned that Human Flowers of Flesh, which me and Cullen both really like, is coming out in April. Trenke Laukin also coming out in April, uh, which I love. And then there's, they have four movies after that from Berlin that they can just start putting out, which, uh, I think music and in water, so the Hong again, and then Sean Alec, who they've worked with, and then uh, our body. I uh, mentioned deep in the middle of our Fableman's commentary, they had also picked up, uh, but then also here, which me and Andy both saw and uh, quite liked. I think they also now have that, right? Uh, so Prize they've winner. got you know, they've just like. They gotta put these movies out before they have fall sure. movies. Uh, they've got uh, plenty of stuff. So, uh, more pickups, I guess. Uh, the Golden Bear winner was also mm. uh, picked up. 
Yeah. Uh, the Nicholas Philibert film called On the Adamant, acquired by Kino Lorber. Not surprising at all. They have uh, distributed, like, six... They've been, like, distributing uh, Nicholas Philibert's movies since, like, the 90s, I think. Uh, though his last one, I think, just never came out. Uh, but I mean, this one won the Golden Bear, so I mean, we'll yeah, see it. That helps, helps the movie come out, certainly. Yep. Certainly. There is, there's still plenty of stuff that was in competition at Berlin that I would imagine will get distribution, but has not yet. I mean, uh... Yeah. The Garel still doesn't... I, you know what? I think also, uh, someone picked up 20,000 species of bees, I believe. I am trying to see if I am correct about that as I speak, uh, but... When I type in 20,000 species of bees, I don't get something about distribution. And when I type in 20,000 species of bees distribution, I get uh, Yale uh, scientists get, get, create yeah, the bee, first bee global map charts. of yeah, bee right. distribution. <laughs> I guess tw- I guess the problem is that 20,000 is actually the number of bee species right. that it's there a, are. It's a scientific title. So yeah. It's yeah. yeah, it is just true. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh let's see if i can maybe i'm wrong maybe it didn't get picked up um hold on i've got one more thing i can try if i remember the someone else talk uh, I think I'm just wrong. Um, I don't think that movie has distribution. Uh, so there's several movies that... What a journey. Uh, yeah, several movies that I, I think I was just thinking of on the adamant. I think I maybe had forgotten that 20,000 Species of Peas did not win the Golden Bear. Uh, but then we do have one more movie uh, that was picked up, which is another one that I saw. Uh, and that's Orlando, uh, which was picked up by Janice and Sideshow, who, again, are, like, they're now, at this point, like, they just keep having movies. Uh, which I guess is just generally good. Like, they are, like, a Seems number of like, yeah, a robust marketplace for movies like, is, is yeah, still a thing, which is great. For, like, yeah, for, like, <laughs> movies that are not in English or not super mainstream, uh... It hopefully will just lead to less of, like, why is this movie that people liked that premiered, like, 18 months ago, no, still no one can see it. Uh, and then we have a number of movies that uh, have come into focus uh, that may be shooting in the near future, coming soon. Uh, one is that uh, Jonathan Majors has his next thing, which will maybe be directed by Spike Lee, which is The Understudy, uh, which it's, you know, he hasn't made a, a fiction film since The Five Bloods, so that would be uh, nice. I know he had the uh, Viagra musical that uh, I guess never got off the ground, and there was also. Uh, right. I feel like he's I always got. Like, he's one of those guys who always has like. Yeah, he's always got. Hopper, yeah, like, they, that's not even the only thing. Like, I feel like there was maybe uh, like a Romeo and Juliet take that was it maybe Lakeith yep. Stanfield was gonna play Mercutio. Was that the thing of that? Yeah, uh, it's Prince of something? Prince, Prince of, of cats? cats? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, you know. And, you know, he, he it does not sound like he has signed on to this yet. It, oh, that was the thing, is that I was like, uh, who are the, like, uh, who are the writers behind this? And it's like, uh, people who, uh, like, wrote TV shows, and then, uh, I was, and then one other person who I was like, I don't, I've never heard the name Tyler Cole, there's no credit next to him on the Deadline article, and I was like, oh, huh, Will Smith is also producing this, I wonder what's going on, and, uh, Tyler Cole is Willow Smith's boyfriend, uh, mm, wrote this movie. Great. Uh, he along loves to with, support or his he, family. He, I guess the uh, the original story is him, and then several people helped him write it right. with a uh, development deal that was within, uh, I think, Will Smith's production studio. Sure. So anyway, uh, we've got also. Oh, did you have something to say about that? Well, Tyler Cole is also um, the other part of the Willow Smith band, The Anxiety. Um, sure. Who had a very popular song recently. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What was it called? You know? uh, Meet Me at Our Spot? Is that what it's called? Yep. It, that is what it's yeah. called. Yeah. Alright. Uh, you know, a good song in my opinion. I sort of think a nice poppy banger. Sure. Do you think Jonathan Majors is playing the understudy or the person the understudy is? It sounded like I'm the sure premise is that, yeah, it's like he's an understudy. I, I think the premise is even like, who will kill to get the role? Yeah, that sounds I think is literally yeah, very what the similar to the other said. Jonathan Majors movies that have come out this past year. Because um, that's basically uh-huh. similar to Magazine Dreams and Creed 3. Uh, maybe not yeah. Ant-Man Quantumania, mm-hmm. but, you know. Sure, Kang a little more, more. You reserved. don't think that Kang would kill Although willing for a to kill role, for certainly, yeah. <laughs> but not for he's a role. To, I mean, he's willing to kill for the role of Emperor of Supreme. Sure, <laughs> conquer some might say. conquer. Yes, um, and then yeah, just continuing with movies that seem to be materializing for next year. We're looking at a, perhaps a bit of a. A nightmare year for Andy, and that we've got. Now, is this just the two that I'm thinking of, or is there more? Yeah, it's just I'm... the two. Okay, but you know, I feel okay. like two of the banes of your existence, uh, sure. Quentin Tarantino and uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. They've got. Their, I thought we were. Uh, well, I thought like I guess you could loop. Uh, if, it's not a different news. Yeah, Mitchell. David oh, that's Mitchell. true. Oh. David, I forgot about David Robert Mitchell. He's back. Too. I mean, I don't know that what guy. That, that guy could make a good movie. I, I, I you know. he's already done it once. <laughs> I, I don't even like. Yeah, I don't hate Under the Silver Lake. Like, I am sort of indifferent to it. But, yeah, I feel uh, like it follows. Also, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's kind of interesting at the very yeah, least. Maybe um, I'm fucking out on the guy. <laughs> yeah, get him out. Right, sure, Emilio's <laughs> all wants him. Wants him. God. Under the Silver Lake is so good. He's doing something that they won't say what it is with uh, Anne Hathaway, but it's being shot on IMAX. Yes. Um, So that'll be fun. But then, yeah, so we... I think Paul Thomas Anderson, the movie, was briefly mentioned a couple weeks ago, and I said I was convincing myself that it is Vineland. I have gone back and forth several times since I said that, I think. And it kind of, it, I don't know. It makes a lot of sense that it would be that. It 
seems to mostly line up with the people who are now being rumored to be in it, which are uh, DiCaprio we had pretty early, but then also Joaquin Phoenix, Regina Hall, Rachel Taylor, and Viggo Mortensen. Uh, but I don't know. It, it certainly still could just be like, uh, this is like a thing that has takes some inspiration from Violin. But I do... I feel like he has talked about, like, oh, yeah, I'd be interested in doing Rotten Land. So, I don't know that he would necessarily, like, burn it on, like, oh, I'm doing something that's, like, a little like it. So, we'll see. At, anyway, exciting crew of people. Uh, Vigo, especially, like, uh, yeah. you, he kind of, uh, the inter- you know, the interesting movies that he's done have been, like, mostly with the same directors. Like, he's done Cronenberg a bunch, and he uh, did the one Alonso. movie with Lissandro Alonso, and yeah. he's in his next movie that might be at Cannes this year. Uh, but then there's also just been doing some uh, What's Going On Guy movies lately. He's also trying to direct that. He had a movie that was at the uh, 2020 Sundance that no one ever saw, uh, right. partially because it was at 2020 Sundance, but also because the people who did see it at 2020 Sundance said it was terrible. Uh, he directed another movie that is a Western with him at, and Vicky Creeps, which does sound maybe more promising, uh, but I don't know. And then, of course, Quentin Tarantino is... Maybe making a Pauline Kale movie. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I my He's suspicion is it just the film like, critic. The movie is called the film critic. I well, and this and of course this is all speculative. Like no, sure. no one has put out a press release or anything. No, there's been no press happening. release. I know Production Weekly, who usually seem to like not just like go off of rumor. They seem to be they they seem like they usually have some idea of like what is being shot when they do list that movie as being called the fil- the movie critic uh but yeah like what it actually is about who knows uh but i certainly when i saw oh he's making a movie called the movie critic uh with a female lead, I was like, oh, is it like a Pauline Kale thing? And then scrolled down, and Variety was like, and maybe it's a Pauline Kale thing. So, yeah. Uh, it's everyone's first thought. We'll see uh, tomorrow morning as we're recording the uh, the bracket of who should play Pauline Kale will have wrapped up. So, you'll, you know, as you're listening, you'll be in the aftermath of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Congratulations. Seems quite likely. <laughs> Yellow Jacket star Melanie Linsky. <laughs> mm-hmm. A great actress. Sure. Um, yeah. I love Melanie Linsky. Um, yeah. And uh, then. Well, we've been zooming through this news document. You you, ought, you better well, have a lot like we, to I say like, about South by Southwest. I feel like we, I feel like we could. There are discussions to be had about these that were maybe. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right, Let's ahead. not move Zoom on to the next thing. Let's. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of just like these both sound very exciting. I think they will both be excellent movies. I don't know that I find either of these exciting. Yeah, Vigo huh. and Paul Thomas Anderson working together is exciting. 
Yeah. Sure. And like, I, I guess I'm not that big of a Pinchon, uh, Joaquin Phoenix playing a Pinchon role is just like very exciting. I mean, the other thing is yeah. like, I think the two like main male characters that would presumably be Phoenix and DiCaprio are like both the version in which they are playing the ones that you would expect is just like, oh yeah, that's very, you know. Uh, Zoid Wheeler and Brock Vaughn would be the two characters. Uh, so the, you know, the obvious casting there, I think, would just be, like, great. Uh, Zoid is, like, not exactly a Doc Sportello character, but would certainly be Phoenix in that kind of zone. And then Brock Vaughn is, like, a, uh, you know, just, like, a kind of classic, like, DiCaprio playing the villain thing that he's done, where it's just, like, this guy is really evil, uh, as a, uh, is he in the FBI? I believe, yeah, it's the FBI, not the CIA, just, uh, bad guy, but then also, like, the opposite version of that is, like, especially, like, DiCaprio playing Zoid Wheeler, I, I am just, like, you know, having read the book, I'm like, that could also be very fun. Uh, the, the first chapter of the book is, uh, Zoid, uh, has to make a public display of insanity every year to collect disability, uh, and he, uh, (laughs) what's, what's the problem with that, Andy? It sounds incredibly annoying. What are you talking about? It's just funny. It's a very no, funny scene. It, oh, it sounds so. There's a lot and of awful. just like a lot of that. A lot of that chapter of the book is just like him uh, making calls to TV stations and uh, them being confused about uh, what the what the plan is. Is the main thing that happens. What the plan is. Yeah, because he's like got, calling you know, like got to be a... or something. What? No, he just like runs through a window every year. It's not like uh, it's not like uh, uh, aggressive thing. It's just like he does a silly thing every year. Uh huh. And um, this gets publicity for a reason. We, d- I mean, <laughs> you're saying if you were a local TV station and a guy was like, "I'm gonna jump through a window," you wouldn't be like, "All right, that sounds like." I'd be like, "This guy needs television. medical help," and then you know, that's that that'd be the end of that. I feel like. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> should move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is the. I mean, I just I think my thing is more. Both of these guys just came off of mo- making L.A. movies in the 60s and 70s, and it, they seem to be going right back to that. Yeah. In a way where I would mostly a Bay Area. Well, it's like over 50%, <laughs> sure, I think, sure, a Bay yeah. Area movie. <laughs> Very important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> yeah, you know. I would say not that much movie. of it How is set that? in L.A. There's some SoCal stuff. There's also, like, it's a little globe trotty. Um, I would say that is yeah. much less like doing more of the same than Tarantino. But also Tarantino, yeah, I am sure. just like, yeah, that's fine. He he found his own. He can just do a little epilogue or whatever, and then write books and do mini series. And right. did anyone finally uh, do read a play? Speculation? No. Did anyone read what? Cinema speculation. His sort of book about. Like seventy no. cinema that he was growing up on. I haven't finished it, but um, mm-hmm. in in my head, 
just thinking about like a movie of him making a movie called the movie critic with like a female lead i'm like is this a movie about like him as a kid the lead is his mom and it's like <laughs> him seeing these movies that he talks about he's been reminiscing about and it's just going back is my sure yeah yeah that's his his favorites yeah. we'll get the scene of him looking up with the projection glow behind him <laughs> Mm-hmm. The we'll get the shot. scene where uh, his mom tells him about eating her boyfriend's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. Let's not keep the streak up. Um, and then, um, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Dave Robert Mitchell, yeah, it's just exciting. I, mean, I guess you're not on yeah. next week, Jesse. So that's, yeah, that probably is it. I mean, yeah, I, it's not up to me. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will see. Uh, I'll be excited. I mean, yeah, just that it is... Yeah, the IMAX is intriguing. Like shot for in IMAX. I'm like, yeah, yeah. because I yeah. mean, under the silver like and it follows, it follows are both such like visually distinctive movies that right. mm-hmm. like move laterally and like come to a point a lot of the time and and, and you know and, like if he uh, brings back Geolocus, then just like Geolocus doing IMAX would be fun. Yeah, it'd just be an exciting visual experiment. Yeah. yeah, I guess I see your point, Emilio, that it's not, like, exciting beyond the point that it's, like, exciting just that they're making movies again. Yeah. Like, the default excitement of, like, we're getting a new movie by X and Y or whatever. Right, they're not, like, going in an exciting new direction or starting a new chapter or whatever. Yeah, like, sure. I mean, yeah, I, I guess they're, yeah. both, I, they're, they're both making movies, I think, I mean, especially, I, especially Tarantino. I'm like, yeah, I can see that movie in my mind, and it's a movie I will like to watch. But I would have, I don't know, I would have liked, I just want to see different kinds of things. I am sort of, there's a sort of milieu that I'm getting tired of. And even if people who are like the top at their craft are making it, I still am like a little like this. Sure. I mean, Tarantino just needs to get out of the only making 10 movies and like either decide that he was lying or just like do things he that are, he can he claim can't take it back movies. no takesies backsies tarantino i'm just saying like no. whatever the thing that happens after that needs to just he just needs to get that movie out the one that is 10 out of his system what if he uh, makes is it mainly where i'm yellowstone-esque universe of tv shows <laughs> on network tv I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah that would be good on network TV, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like what network? Yellowstone, like I guess Fox at this point, yeah. like, is the one that maybe could go take a swing like that. Uh, he did, like, he was the new Yellowstone Dick Wolf and made, like, mm-hmm. Paramount Plus. I thought, what's that? I thought Yellowstone was like a Paramount Plus. Yellowstone's show. on Paramount Network, and then the spinoffs are on Paramount Plus. They don't own the streaming rights for it. Yeah, no, they sold the streaming rights to Peacock. Oh, of right, the main series. It's that. Okay, yeah. but anyway, none of them are network shows. I mean, he could make no. network shows, yeah, but that's not what Yellowstone. Is. If he did, did it for Fox, that would be if you were like, "I'm Dick Wolf now." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. If he did that, do it for yeah. Fox, then they're like streaming services Tubi, so he could make some spinoffs for Tubi too. That would be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, certainly that would be a strong, a strong career move. I think. <laughs> 
I will continue to push back against. I think Vineland is like genuinely new stuff. Well, sure. I mean, if he's uh, just, if he's literally doing a new pension movie, then it is ex- like I uh, will be there for it. Obviously, I, I mean, mean I also love, like, every yes, movie he's just, made. <laughs> yes, any pension movie can just like that's exciting beyond just like oh a guy making another movie who I like. But I think Vineland is there is different stuff going on in there enough. I'll have, I'll have to read it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll check. I'll check that out. I will also, I, like, I was one. <laughs> Rachel Taylor's agent. It's just like great for her. Just to like have a. Who's Rachel Taylor again? This is I was. She is. She's the friend in Jessica Jones. Is the only thing yeah, I've seen. I've, I haven't seen. Yeah. She. Uh, she's not. She's a very famous. Like, she's a bl- very blonde lady. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, like, a person who's been in a bunch of stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but, like, not stuff that you've seen. In the in the right. first Transformers movie, right? And she hasn't oh, been shit. in anything since Jessica Jones. I think that's, that's right. She's been biding yeah. her time. She picked her spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see if they bring her back for Daredevil Born Again. All right. Mm. What's next? But, and by we, I mean me. No one else is here. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't see that. I guess you're right. Uh, the, the, the only other thing we have in the news document is, of course, uh, a very astute tweet uh, from Guy Lodge earlier this week that we thought, let's let's dig into this. Right. Really, let's make uh, this a discussion. Really let's... get to the bottom of what the answer is, this which is that he tweeted so... Which alum of the 2016 Sundance U.S. Dramatic Competition will win Best Picture next year? And then tweeted a Wikipedia screenshot in which he had highlighted Swiss Army Man, directed by Daniels, and Tallulah, directed by Sean Hader. And so we've got a number of other people in here. I do, I think we can say, I do not believe any of these people have a movie that a movie, right, is coming out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So I don't yeah, think... That's why I, I, don't think we, that's the, it, I said right. I did some light research earlier, and that was it. There is, none sure. of these people seem to be making a movie right now. Yeah. Sure. So we... We, of course, we, are, uh, we, yeah. we, will, we will be taking this question seriously, but we can't take it seriously in that there probably will not be a movie that can win next year. Right. Other, I mean, um, like Jeff Banna, I feel like something always just, just like pops up every year. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, sure. he's like but then that movie winning Best Picture. <laughs> yep. Well, that's the. I mean, <laughs> right. He's the one. So, Would you have? He's what's your favorite Jeff Banna movie? Allison Brie, and then find some other person, and that'll be the one to make. Wow. It yeah. After after was it Spin Me Round did nothing at all. Now he's that's yeah. certainly right. And then Horse Girl was plagiarized. Exactly. He's, right. he's gonna find a new, a new muse, and that'll be the one to to spark it big. Hmm. I mean, it is like there's the like weird like. Him and Aubrey Plaza and then Bree and Dave Franco have seemed to like just kinda like they might they seem to just like do double dates and be like, Oh, we should just make a movie and then like two of them pair off and write it. Yeah. Uh but now Allison Bree and Dave and Dave Franco do seem to have maybe gone off a little on their own. Right. Uh and are doing they their made, own uh, stuff. Somebody that I used to know. 
Right. Of course. Is that the rom com? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they Based made on that, the uh, Gates the horror song. movie. The cabin or something like that. The rental. Yeah. The rental. The rental. There are so many. I saw, <laughs> famously, rental. I saw that at the drive in on a double bill with. Um, mm. uh, what was that? The other movie. The weird movie. Um, uh, she dies tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, she dies tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Because it was. Uh, weird it was. I mean, it's a weird movie. Uh, you know, it was the pandemic, and like that was the only way that that movie was getting a release. Which is mm-hmm. it's funny that I saw that movie at the drive-in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which uh, one of those movies is the one uh, during which people were having sex? It, it was She Dies Tomorrow, which was the second movie. Okay. So they they watched mm-hmm. all of the rental. Wow. Uh, had a had a had a quickie, and then uh, got out of there <laughs> uh, during had the first quickie. twenty minutes of She Dies Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> had a quickie. You can so, check my uh, letterbox review of She Dies Tomorrow for more details. <laughs> more. Uh, what kind of Back detail? to the tweet. <laughs> yeah. So we've, I feel like there's like maybe two most there's obvious names. Some names in here. For there's a few. Yeah. I mean, like, Andrew on, I feel like, right. went a little more like. In the direction of, uh, yeah. you know, he more just made comedy a with Fire movie. Island. But right. yeah, that was Searchlight. And also, like, He's... Driveways definitely, like, sounded like it was more in, right. like, a, if He's... this movie had just had more of a, you know, industry behind right. it. It got, like, an Independent Spirit Award nomination or two, I think. Yeah. Um, so he's just sort of been, like, trending upwards, yeah. I feel like. He's been leveling yes. up a little bit with every movie, so... Yeah. So he is um, maybe the person on here who most, if his next mu- picture... W- ah. If his next movie won Best Picture, I'd just be like, yeah, that that seems right. Yeah. Uh, but there are some... There's a lot of movies in here where I am like, wow, I did just see this movie because it was in the Sundance competition. Yeah, I'm looking at the movie. I mean, I remember being like, whoa, Morris from America got, like, good word out of Sundance. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I, I mean, like, I did, like, pay a lot. This is maybe the Sundance that I paid the most attention to also. I mean, it was the one where um, in the premiere the section scene. they had, like, yeah, Manchester by the Sea, Certain Women... Um, yeah. And I remember getting very excited about those. Um, Joshi, I was I was excited for Joshi and saw Joshi. Um, oh sure, I've yeah. Seen, I, mean, I've I, seen saw, I saw Joshi at Bam Cinema Fest with a Q and A oh. by Jeff Banna and Alex Ross Perry. The yeah. only people who showed up. Goat is the Nick Kroll, one? Despite the fact that I am almost certain that Nick Kroll was in town, Joshi, no, Joshi is um, no, Thomas Middle did. Oh, yes, goat. goat is the is the fraternity one with the Jonas brother in it, and right. uh, oh, the sure. still, right? The press Which still I was didn't... him shirtless or whatever. Sure. That one I never. It's did like a, it's like a hazing movie. Yeah, yeah. but other ones, I mean, decent. Yeah. I the, think there's an obvious I mean, name here. Interesting. Tony Ocampos. Okay. Of course. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Of course. I mean, the most he... like. Devil all the time exactly. was sort of his swing. Yeah, <laughs> not not a good one. No, um, but uh, you That's know he's hot off a of, he's hot off the staircase for sure. Yeah. Um, he is a big hot TV off guy. the staircase. <laughs> yeah, he's a big. TV yeah, that's guy, the thing yeah. is like it seems like he's continuing to do TV. It's not clear that he like sure. wants to make more movies. It's maybe right. like he just uh, got captured by the streaming machine and was like, uh, this isn't fun. Um, 
I mean, there's more like I am like I saw White Girl, the movie directed yeah, by Girl. Elizabeth Wood, because it just like was at the landmark where I was living at the time, and I was like, that was in Sundance competition. I'll go see that. They were bringing back White I, Chicks. I mean, I'm now going to uh, for the first time then uh, look into what Elizabeth Wood is up to, director of White Girl. I also I also have no clue what the star of White Girl Morgan is Sailor. To. She was the daughter in Homeland, and I, oh, sure. I I feel like she does like sort of smaller movies uh-huh. frequently. Um, yeah, there's like people in that movie. Like Adrian Martinez is in it. Um, um, why can't I think of his name from Justin Bartha? Well, yes, um, no. that's not who I was thinking of. From In the Heights is the lead. Oh, Anthony uh, Ramos. Yes, Anthony Ramos is in, in it. it. Um, um, yeah. Chris Noth? Yeah, sure. Uh, um, Elizabeth Wood, what's she up to? Um, Chris Kelly. Uh, nothing that also, IMDb can tell us. Chris Kelly also sort of stuck in, stuck in TV. Right. Well, yeah, new but like the other you know, that's less stuck. Soon. Like he, yeah, well, I mean, he's yeah. doing the other two. That's like yeah. successful. Um, um, I haven't seen Clea Duvall's The Intervention, but that has Melody Linsky and Natasha Leone, right? Yeah, I think so. It's sort of like a big chill. Yeah, that, for millennials. If that had came out this year, it would have been huge because they're sure, on top yeah. of the world. Sure. Yeah, it's right. got like it's Sonic the Hedgehog is in Twitter it. polls all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, and I mean, she also... I, I actually did lie. I did forget that there is one person here who is does seem to have a movie that could be out this year, which is Chad Hardigan. I was going to ask. I feel like I heard recently sure. that he's been making something. He's directing a movie called The Threesome. Where the only attacked people are Logan Lerman and Phoebe Drainer. Di- Di- oh, Div- uh, Div- Divener. 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 The yeah. Phoebe Bridgerton. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's an interest. I mean, because I, I guess if if in twenty twenty after or after Nomadland, if I showed you this list and I was like, two people are gonna win the next two Best Picture Oscars, <laughs> who would you have picked? Um, from this list. Think, yeah, I mean, would you? I have mean, not gravitated Daniel. toward. Mm. To I feel like I would have. I would have possible. I would have been like sure. I um, would have said the Daniels because they just see even like before everything everywhere all at once they just seem to have some level of juice. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Whereas a lot of so. these people here are juiceless. Sure. A lot of them like. <laughs> sure. Are, yeah. They, they don't have any riz. <laughs> I mean, but you know, one of the juiceless people uh, directed a movie Did that win. won Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, I saw Love Song. That movie's fine. It looks like So Young Kim's doing a bunch of TV now. Um, yeah, a lot of the, these people are just doing TV. Yeah. I would say that was when I was looking at it. It's like mm-hmm. they either have nothing on the horizon or they're making television. There are two people what if Richard? What if Richard Tan directs yeah. a South Side With You sequel and that one's Best Picture? Right. South Side right. With You, of course, was the Obama, Obama uh, rom-com. Movie. Yeah. Right. What? Yeah. And what if it's just like a political, like, like it's like it's not about the relationship at all. Anymore. Yeah. It's just about like an Obama. 
it's like one night on the Obama campaign or yeah, something. Yeah. It's like it's no, it's uh it's his side of the events of uh First Lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Ethan, it would you have any be, thoughts on that? Uh, it would be as interesting as as the entirety of the Michelle Obama segments of the First Lady was. <laughs> God. Yeah, Some what of the happens least... in that? Like, what is the like dramatic crux of the Michelle ba- Obama tenure as uh, first um, lady? There isn't any because she's <laughs> still alive and actively, right. you know, working. She may have even <laughs> produced the show for all I know. You know, <laughs> like they can't really do anything interesting with the Obama side at no. all. No, I mean, there's, there's there's stuff that you expect, which is like you know the racism that they face which is fine that's a good that's a good angle to take but uh there's just not enough actual drama or juice there to sustain it's most like she like she like had a lot to say about her husband's campaign and Mm -hmm. that mostly went over okay like sometimes there was Mm -hmm. like a little bit of, of tension i guess but like um and then like they had uh, some relationship troubles early on, I guess, or like not even relationship troubles, but like just like they ran into problems as people like early on in their mm-hmm. relationship, and like you know mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. it. Like it's you know it's sure. just mining like many... any moment in their life for drama that they could find. Uh-huh. Um, How many scenes in the First Lady are there where he's eaten a big burger and she's like, "Come on, uh... <laughs> God, it could have used that energy for sure." <laughs> Because, yeah. cause, I mean, in the uh, the Betty Ford stuff, that she's constantly having a big old drink. Yeah. And, like, and, and, and you're like, oh, I know where this is headed. Comically and large, like, like yeah. margarita yeah. glass. <laughs> right. Like the, uh, the Amy Schumer wine glass. Yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. They should make the butler, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just still mm-hmm. butling. I mean, I assume I assume the butler probably like retired. I believe you're right. He probably did not. He was quite old, I believe, at the end of the. Yeah, I would imagine. (laughs) Well, if he needs to get Bart back for one more job. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember the George Bush administration. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to remember if he died (laughs) died at the end of the butler or not. I think he gets like a lifetime achievement thing or something. Right. They're like, you did Mm -hmm. a great job, butlering for us. Because he does make it to Obama, does he not? Maybe he I don't retired. Think that's true. I haven't seen that movie since it was know. in theaters. I think it was like. I thought the furthest it got was like Reagan. Maybe. Re- Reagan is the last person he butlers, it seems, but he does live to see Obama elected and gets a and gets a, sure. a, a award and from Obama. Him, right. right. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, well, isn't um, we can maybe Lee go Schreiber's through. There are Reagan? there's no Lee is Lee Schreiber Reagan. No, he's no he's Alan Rickman, Rickman is Reagan. Alan Rickman's <laughs> that's <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> James Marsden is JFK. Who who's Lee this... Schreiber? He's, he's LBJ. That's right. Yes. <laughs> who's Nixon? Mis- Mr. Bunghole. John, John Cusack's Nixon. John Cusack's Nixon. And he's like. <laughs> Uh, vape in one hand. Robin Williams is Eisenhower, if I'm remembering yeah. Yes, Robin Williams is Eisenhower. Yeah. <laughs> what a time. God. Bring it back. Let's we it's time to put the butler back in theaters. I watched that movie um in like 
freshman history class uh, of yeah. or, like in college. Yeah. And college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the professor like turns up the lights and is like damp with tears in her eyes. <laughs> At the end of the butler, and I was like, oh, no. Did you guys know that the casting director for Lee Daniels, the butler, is named Leah Daniels Butler? That yeah, is... That's uh, his sister, this. I think. Yeah. yeah, there are... There's two people who you can see in this screenshot do not have Wikipedia pages. One of them is Jason sure. Liu, director of The Free World, who... Uh, his only credit before, or his, uh, I guess his only, not, he, he did some acting, but then his first writing credit before The Free World is he co-wrote perhaps the least extant Gus Van Zant movie, which is saying something. He, uh, he co-wrote Restless, and then, uh, post The Free World, he was a writer for Ballers and Insecure. Uh, now oh. he is an executive producer for a podcast. He's gonna. And get then uh... <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Miles Joyous uh, Parafeet, who I'm googling now. Great. Uh, first, uh, re first uh, autofill result is age. Uh, he is, according to IMDb, uh, also doing TV. Uh, what is this? He... I mean, that sort of just speaks to yeah. the uh, state of the industry. Sure. Yeah. Now, he actually, he went in the opposite direction from, uh, Jason Liu. He made a podcast and then adapted the podcast into a TV show. Great. Uh, you know what? He has... No, no, no. This isn't the end. He has a feature film in post-production starring Olivia Cook, Hilary Swank, and Jack Rayner. So, wow! Maybe it's him. Wow! Yeah. Picture. It's called Mother's it called? Milk. Oh, a, a journalist <laughs> who, after the murder of her estranged son, forms an unlikely alliance with his pregnant girlfriend to track down those responsible for his death. Together, they it. confront a world of drugs and corruption. Hillary Swank come back. Olivia Cook hot off of yep. Rise of the Dragon. Yeah, she's off by mm -hmm. Alaska Daily for Swank. Yeah, <laughs> Alaska sure. Daily is such a funny name for a television show. <laughs> uh -huh. I gotta check yeah. out Alaska Daily. You gotta get it. Yeah, I always love the t a title of something that that if you follow it with .net would be a, a <laughs> yeah. terrible local news. I mean, that's what it's about a local news, I believe, in in Alaska. She's like a reporter. It should be a. It should be about nothing. It should be. <laughs> Canceled. We've oh, got a, a classic. We've got a classic IMDb trivia fact for a movie that hasn't come out yet. Here, this is the second time Olivia Cook has played a pregnant character, following her appearance in Modern Love 2019 as Kayla. No, of course. <laughs> right, where she's like uh, gonna give her daughter up to um, Andrew Scott and uh, the other guy. 
Um, the other guy. You're the one person who watched Modern <laughs> Love, Andy, so no one will I didn't watch all of Modern finish Love. Finish that alley-oop for I you. <laughs> no. I didn't watch all of Modern Love, but it was the yeah, it was the it was the the, the gay couple one with Andrew Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I Olivia think if... Cook a lot, but she's been in a lot of really bad film festival type movies in mm. the past five years or so. Is she in that like on the late end of Johnny Depp can just be in a movie movie that was like at TIFF? I feel like she's like the female lead of. Uh, Katie says goodbye. I think is the movie. Yes. That's oh, is Depp in Johnny that? Depp. I think so. I don't know if Depp is in this. Did I make that up? No, he Depp is not in this. Though. How did I? How did I place? Now I need to figure out what Johnny Depp movie I'm thinking of. Are you thinking of the one that's like Depp, Pattinson, and Rylance? No, 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 no. That's a very... That's, uh, you know, I know who directed that movie. Yeah, Ciro Guerra. Um, Christopher Abbott just showed up in the auto-playing trailer for Katie Says Goodbye, and you can tell that it was shot very close to when he shot the episode of Girls when he comes back. Sure. Um, what am I thinking of? Um... So, we're seeing 2023 Best Picture of the ah. uh, A race between Mommy's Milk and The Threesome. Mommy's Milk? That's not what it's, it's called. called Mother's Milk, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> uh, the movie I am thinking of is called uh, The Professor, which was retitled from Richard Says Goodbye. And stars sure. uh, Johnny Depp and uh, says Zoe Deutsch and Odessa Young. Yeah, and it's about him like sleeping with his students or something, right? I think so. Great, I believe so. The uh, premise Let's is a college professor lives his life with reckless abandon after no. being diagnosed with a terminal illness. <laughs> don't don't. Oh, it's that like way. or li- <laughs> it's like living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's very respectful to that young woman in Lupin. <laughs> okay, take it easy, buddy. <laughs> take it easy. Uh, yeah, I guess if I had to pick one person that of this list would be the next person to win Best Picture, um, I feel like the easiest or the safest money is probably Andrew on. I think I agree with right. that. <laughs> yeah. um, with, like, I guess Clea Duvall would be my next pick. Sure. Yeah, you can certainly see the world in which that happened. Right. I would be interested if Chris Kelly like made another movie. I would be interested to see sort of how that went. Yeah. What that response would be. Um, Did I don't think it would win Best Picture. Did other people get past (laughs) Independent Spirit Awards? It didn't get a Globe, did it? Other people. Um, It might have gotten a Globe nomination or two. Maybe. Molly Shannon had a Netflix, which I feel like was a little bit. Right. My, I'm gonna my, say I'm gonna say Richard Tan. Sure. <laughs> sure. What's Ethan? Jesse? I have no clue. What he's, I I I mean I'm You're sticking like, with yeah. Andrew Han. Yeah. I've not uh, persuaded myself away from him. Have you seen Devil All the Time, Ethan? No, but <laughs> <laughs> just the aesthetic of that feels like he could be given a shot in a couple years. Again, sure. <laughs> I mean, people like Christine, right? They Christine's do. okay. Yeah. Simon Killer's 
I mean, if he feels like a guy who probably will never cross over into the mainstream, and his attempt at <laughs> that sort of floundered. Um, but uh, I mean, maybe he could like stiffen up and like make a something that that would cross over. Richard Tan did make another movie after Southside with you. He's the director of the 2020 Amazon original Chemical Hearts, starring That's the one Lily Reinhardt and Austin yeah. Abrams. Um, Other people did not get any Golden Globe nominations, but Molly Shannon did get a Movies for Grownups Award nomination. Mm. And she won the Spirit Award, right? Uh, Yes, she did. Yeah. Very deserved. Ethan, what, Excellent performance. Ethan, what is uh, what is Chemical Hearts about? You were about I to say? I think it's about... I may be wrong, but I think it's one of those dying teen movies. Um, sure. Maybe. Yeah. And the, the IMDb plot summary just says, uh, a high school transfer student finds a new passion when she begins to work on the school's newspaper. Uh, but the tagline is fall in love, fall apart, which I feel like does suggest there's something more than just uh, a successful <laughs> yeah. tenure with the school newspaper going on. Well, well, that was a on? great discussion of that tweet. <laughs> yeah, I, think I feel so. like we're right. It's, we're coming. Yeah, we've, we've really plumbed it. We got but, the you know, a great look back that. to a Sundance that I yeah. Paid so much attention to. Yeah, absolutely. Never Sometimes pay that much that. attention to Sundance again. I'm very again. Uh, proud of uh, who we avoided uh, mentioning. Um, sure. <laughs> I mean, he's never going to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, certainly not. Um, uh, all right. So, South by Southwest, it's over. It's in the books. Over and done with. Uh, all the tech happened. All the concerts happened. But also... All the movies happened. Ethan, tell us about your experience at South by Southwest this year. Did something... What can month? I maybe... Did something win? Can I maybe... Yeah. Something did win. I, yes. though, but So I was going to say, I actually want to uh, start off with a less specific question, Ethan. What is okay. South by Southwest? Sure. Um, so what makes South by Southwest different from most film festivals is that there's actually lots of different festivals going on at once. So there's the movies and TV which you can buy a badge to. There's music at, at the same time. And also what they call interactive which I think is comedy but also like keynotes and symposiums given by various industry professionals. Mm-hmm. Like in their right. pre- tech, like tech, a lot of tech stuff. people. Yeah, though. exactly. Yeah, but yeah. for yeah. some reason, both of those are are wrapped into one. So, like you could see, <laughs> improv Nancy for Pelosi was supposed and... to yes. give a talk. <laughs> also, it canceled. They get like they had a in their pre roll. They had clips from William Shatner giving a talk about how he went to space and came back believing in global warming. Um, so it's that sort of thing, but also you can see like Anthony Jeselnik at some dive bar or whatever. 
Yeah. And for some reason, those passes are the most expensive of the individual <laughs> ones. Which right. I don't understand. Everything well, is separate. People you can't, like, get, you right, can't you can buy get a, pass. A, oh. a platinum pass for everything, which okay. is yeah. very expensive. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I mean, well, yeah. Sapphire is like, just always expensive no yeah, matter what. It's I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I so got a watch... lot of emails from publicists that are like, do you want to schedule time to see our VR thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can watch Mark Cuban talk about NFTs for an hour or go attend a recording of You Made It With Yeah, exactly. There's always podcasts around. Rooster Teeth, I think, has a. I feel like South by on. Southwest would be a great way for the uh, try guy who got fired to launch the next <laughs> chapter of his career. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's the new uh, jury president next year. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now. because of that Him, it's kind of King. that <laughs> was too far Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> because it's also disparate it's hard to know what is actually going on and like what you can and can't do right um because they sell individual tickets for some things but other things they don't um it was really a and, spur of the moment decision to to go mm-hmm. because I was just yeah. intending to go to Austin that weekend, and I looked up things to do mm-hmm. in Austin, and I realized <laughs> the South by Southwest was going on. Discovered that you can buy right. individual tickets. And you're like, oh, that's why hotels are so expensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why this Airbnb is five thousand dollars. <laughs> so, but the way it works is the big premieres happen at the. Paramount Theater, which is this mm. big old movie palace in downtown Austin. It's like right next to the Capitol building. It's near 6th Street where everything's going on. Right. Dirty Six, baby, exactly. what's up? <laughs> um, and um, so the Paramount seats a thousand people, so they, see, they sell advanced tickets online and then you can show up on the day and line up outside of the theater and then they have Priority. So people who have film passes or platinum passes get in first. Then people who have music or interactive passes get in. And then if you bought a ticket online, you get in. But they will refund if you don't get in, which I thought was nice. I was. Impressed. I mean, that's. I mean, it's the something. Least they can do. Yeah, exactly. It would be yeah. crazy if they were like, you have to buy a ticket for a movie you might not be able to see, and that's just yeah. the sale is final. Um, and then also so, there's right. a fourth line for chum chumps who show up on the day hoping to buy a ticket which depending on how popular the movie is can happen they have no no shot yeah exactly so i kind of had the a very condensed uh film festival experience and that i saw two movies one that nobody cared about and one that was a huge like big premiere right so i saw americana during the day that was a 1 p.m world premiere um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everybody got into that one. Even the good side. Yeah, there were lots of empty. This seats. was on a. This is on a Friday. This is Friday day eight. A weekday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I saw Joyride at nine p.m., which was their big ticket. Uh, the mm-hmm. last big show before air closed out on Saturday. Um, mm. Which so, was announced like very late. Which is, yes. not, I guess, that's not unusual for South by Southwest, but. Was yeah. I feel like announced after the festival had started, um, but you know it was it. So Americana is directed by a guy named I think 
Tony Toast or Todd Toast, one or the other. Tony Toast, I believe. Yeah, yeah. it's it, uh, it's his first film. Um, Music video director. I guess so. He was he was one of these guys who was like, "Yeah, man, I'm really excited to get to make a movie for the people. This is not for like." Californians and that kind of stuff. This is for for, for y'all. This is for Austin people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he kept talking about how he didn't want to make a pretentious movie. Um, and then the movie turns very pretentious in the back half. Um, it's like a a wannabe Coen Brothers Shane Black. Yeah, rural thing. crime drama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like they're, they're it's told asynchronously and there are multiple different uh characters who are all trying to get at the same like artifact it's what they call an indian shirt in the movie Mm, it it is some old piece of clothing that everyone really wants because it's worth a lot of money and there's lots of you know gunfire and profanity and stuff and is it like a comedy it is a comedy i was okay. i was having a good time i thought it was it was funny up until sure. it tried to have its cake and eat it too in the end like i think it's sure. a classic example of the wrong people are the main characters of this story and you don't understand the story you're actually telling here mm-hmm. um because the main characters are sydney sweeney and paul walter hauser who are easily the least interesting people in the ensemble there's also simon rex and um halsey Halsey, of course she's the secret Mm -hmm. lead of the film she was supposed to be there but uh she got her flight delayed by a storm so she was not there so it was just tony toast and paul walter hauser simon rex they were the only ones there wow the dream team exactly (laughs) Uh, sydney sweeney Uh, was in australia filming of course she was far too busy for a 1 p.m friday world premiere (laughs) of her movie um but yeah i mean it was harriet saying some harris yes she's in one scene um it's a really crazy scene where she is sydney sweeney's mother and makes fun of her for stuttering (laughs) <laughs> and that's, mm. a, that's her only part to play in the film, but it's you know it's Woof. it's it's violent and and Tarantino would want to be adjacent. Sure, I, I mean yeah, mm-hmm. this guy he directed that um, parts or a season of that show Longmire. Mm-hmm. Um, he, oh, he worked yeah. on uh, yeah. uh, a few episodes, which was like an A and E cowboy drama. Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, 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 Katie Sackhoff was on that, right? Yeah, Robert Taylor, Zach McLarnon is on that show. Zach McLarnon is, is was there also. And He's very good in the movie. Zon McLarnon. Zon McLarnon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. From Fargo. Oh, I love him. He's great. He, yeah. He's very good. Reservation in the film. Dogs. Um, and I think the way they treat his character and the uh, the Native American tribe who shows up in the back half of the movie is emblematic of where the guy's script goes wrong because I think he sure, fully sure. doesn't understand what's interesting about his movie. Um, but it's got some fun moments for sure. I think if it gets picked up, it'll probably you know 
make it to Hulu at some point or whatever. I was going to say, this feels like a classic Sabin Films release. It it was produced by Braun, of course. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, They're they're right. They're they're aspiring for Neon, but they're not going to get there is what it is, right? Yeah. But that was my experience, because in both cases, I was towards the front of the line. And so, like, when (laughs) things were leading up to, to... Americana, I got to see everything. Like, I saw them all walk the red carpet and stuff because there wasn't a lot of press. There weren't a lot of guests or anything or special <laughs> appearances. Sure. Um, versus Joyride, which I saw that evening, was a very exciting, hopping, like, event. There were so many people there. Right. I, could, I was towards the front, the, and I still couldn't see anybody. You know, right. The star of, a, of the Best Picture winner. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, that, yeah. So, Joyride is a comedy. It's a studio comedy from Lionsgate, you know, produced by Seth Rogen. Yeah, Point Grey. Yep, and it's uh, it's um, directed by Adele Lim, who is one of the co-writers of uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Sure. And mm-hmm. it's a basically an all-Asian cast. Uh, it's three Asian women and a non-binary person uh, and who's also Asian, and they go... It's like a, a road trip, fun, raunchy comedy. They go to Beijing and get into a lot of trouble. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's spiritually similar to Girls Trip, but if I think it's mm-hmm. like if Girls Trip were paced better because it's sure. like 30 minutes shorter and there are a lot more jokes in it. Um, great. It was really, really funny. I had a really great time with it. I think it's yeah. probably my favorite studio comedy and multiple years um sure Uh, i think it just it really works the chemistry between the leads is really good it's ashley park from hey uh emily mean girls the musical mean girls the musical and emily in paris (laughs) she is the lead and then stephanie sue is in there and uh sherry cola is kind of the um the jump out performance she's really really funny in it she's a stand-up comedian i think and uh, Sabrina Wu is also very funny. They are the fourth person in the film. So everyone's really great. Um, it's very, uh, very non, not appropriate. You know what I mean? Like they just, sure, they, they, sure. they go for it. You know, it's very, it's Edgy. Raunchy. exactly. Yeah. yeah. A classic like South by Southwest, mm-hmm. you know, Good boy, exactly type yeah, yeah, yeah. movie, <laughs> um, studio adult comedy. But where I, I was very impressed with it though, because like in the end, they do the thing that all of these movies do, which is like they fight and they have a blah 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 blah. Yeah. But like, they sell it. It actually works, and you really sure. care about the characters, which is impressive, and it's funny. Um, I know there's a trailer out right now. I think the trailer does a pretty bad job of capturing sure. the movie because it's more of just like, whoa, it's crazy. They do drugs guys versus like actually capturing the, how funny these people are. Like they're good at, sure. They just are, have great chemistry and are good at delivering lines and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they were all there. There was almost a parody of a audience Q and a after where I think sure. they literally back to back asked, did you do improv and did you, like play pranks on set. Oh <laughs> my god! Like audience questions <laughs> yeah, or audience like the moderator? Yeah, okay, yeah. good. Um, <laughs> this wasn't a moderator. 
but it's coming out in July, I think. Um, so it's it's getting an actual theatrical release, which is cool because it's right. It, the trailer came out the day of the South by yeah. premiere, so they're clearly like trying to create like a marketing buzz for it, like all sort of all at once. Yeah. Um, Rogan was there. I think he was sure. kind of uncomfortable on stage because it was him and like the seven Asian people who actually made the movie, and he was right. there. And people to... wanted to ask him <laughs> questions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People were. <laughs> obviously wanted to ask them questions about their experience making the movie, but also he's the celebrity there, you know, right, other yeah. than Stephanie Sue, who just right. is hot off of the Oscars, obviously. Um, yeah. They were very, everyone, everyone was very proud of the fact that everything everywhere all at once premiered a year was ago. Was a South by premiere. In the same yeah. theater. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was really fun. It was a very exciting, great time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've never been in a theater with that many people watching a movie, let alone a really funny comedy. So the energy was really good. I don't know how it will play with you know if you're in a room with two other people. Um, yeah. Sure. But uh, I had a great time with it. Um, and I will say, in general, with South by, I was very impressed by how everything was running. You know, like it was, it was. Mm-hmm. The Paramount is in the middle of downtown. It's St. Patrick's Day, so everyone's at yeah. 6th Street and everything. And there was very little traffic. Everything was was directed really well and seemed safe. How much of the like the rest of South by is like in that immediate vicinity? So a lot is of the like... music stuff is at the smaller music stuff is at bars around there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Paramount Theater is adjacent to the Stateside Theater, which is a smaller place where they do. I guess the documentaries or whatever. Like while I was waiting in line, mm-hmm. there was some guy who came around trying to give out tickets to whatever was playing in the stateside because no one wanted to see it. Um, sure, but classic film yeah. festival exactly. yeah, stuff. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, most of the other movies happen at Alamos across town. Like I know that yeah. that's where the Tetris was was at an Alamo, mm-hmm. and they had a, something called the Tetris Experience, which I did not go Whoa. to. But my understanding was you got to wait in line for the privilege of playing Tetris for three minutes and then you got to sure. see the film or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it just seemed like a very classic South by Southwest. I mean, you get movies like Bottoms and Flaming Hot and Tetris. Like, that's just right. like cream of the crop South by. The uh, premiere was Dungeons and Dragons was opening night. Right. And I mm-hmm. think they, yep. they sprung John Wick in there too at the last minute. Um, they sprung air, yeah, right? Air was, the air was a surprise screening, yeah. and they did a they did a an unfinished uh, cut of the new Robert Rodriguez that Ben Affleck is in. Oh, I also, didn't know. I think that was also a surprise screening of that, I where they were like, "This is a work yeah. in progress." Cool. Rachel Sennett What is in that two about? South by Southwest movies this year. Um, she was she's moving up. You know, she went from Sundance to South by. Pretty soon, she'll be a yeah. <laughs> Um, That's the trajectory. Yeah, is exactly. <laughs> Sundance to South by. Uh, yeah, I believe Colin. I believe the Robert Rodriguez uh, Ben Affleck movie is like a Memento style like detective movie. It's called Hypnotic. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a, a detective investigates a mystery involving his missing daughter and a secret government program. Yeah, that's gonna be great. <laughs> William Fickner's in it. Oh, <laughs> maybe. <Jeff Fahey>. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. More, more, more. Uh, <laughs> no one else's name is popping out to me, but uh, I'm sure 
Max Borenstein wrote the screenplay. Whoa. Wait, so what won South by? Uh, uh, yes. A film uh, called Raging Grace. Oh. Uh, directed by Paris Zarcilla. Is that the one with Karen Gillan in it? Oh, no. Your, your nemesis. I'm not sure. Let's see. Raging Grace. I only really this know is... of the movies from the, the, the pre-roll. Um, yeah. Like, there was a, a <laughs> documentary, Talking Heads documentary about Star Wars the Christmas special, and they were advertising that Seth Green was in it. So that one sounds no. good. Oh, is this a... Is this a no, it can't be. Uh, it's No one I've heard of is in this. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> that happens. An undocumented Certainly no one that anyone green. had heard of was in Cretia the year that that one. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> um, someone working as like an in-home... Uh, assist living person that's an immigrant uh, trying to stay in the country it seems yeah it's a horror movie it's tagged yeah a, a thriller social horror but they'll do TV premieres too like they premiered the first episode of that show Swarm or whatever uh, right the new Donald Glover yeah, yeah. Uh, they had the um, what's his name uh, Boots Riley show mm-hmm. oh sure yep mm-hmm can I tell uh, I a, a number of episodes of anecdote it. about Tetris the movie? Please, please. When I was a junior in high school, I gave a, I had to give, do a current events presentation, um, where the the assignment was find something in your newsfeed and speak extemporaneously about it. And I talked about how they had just announced the production of a Tetris movie, and I graduated college two years ago and it's just now coming yeah <laughs> like they've been trying to crack this nut for a very long time sure. well they just needed to wait till Taron Edgerton was old I enough guess to so. start it. it's almost a parody yeah. to have Tetris and Blackberry both at South by this year and Flaming Hot that's another well. one that's Blackberry and there and there uh, Blackberry the release date of that got moved up I think that's coming out in May now. they put out a trailer and I, for I that also... and it looks good <laughs> interesting <laughs> He, we called he it early. That we knew was, it was going to be. He said there was a that the cut that they showed at South by was different than the one that was at Berlin. Also, I believe. I you know I certainly did not capture an idea that they were received any differently, and you know the one that uh, was at Berlin got at the very least a polite reception, uh, and it's on the cover of Cinemascope, which is funny. But yeah, um, excited for that. What? So, the Robert Rodriguez movie apparently is coming out May 12th, and it's being released by a company called Ketchup Entertainment? Hey, that come sounds on. sounds like classic Robert Rodriguez stuff to me. Where come he's on. Like, <laughs> not Ketchup Entertainment. Well, also, is, is, isn't it like Ben Affleck's been going on about his new like company or whatever yeah, with but... the release of Air? Is that involved with this also, I feel like? I don't think so. so. I think Air is the first thing for that. Right. I feel like the Robert Rodriguez thing, there was a thing of like, this movie is done and it's not clear that anyone wants to release it, so they're going to show it at South by Southwest, is what I remember hearing. Jesus. Or no, it was at the it was at the European film market at Berlin in February, and I... I guess that's where Ketchup Entertainment bought it. Because that was the, like, it's rare. Usually they're trying to, like, 
pre-sell movies that haven't been shot well, yet. I thought it wasn't done. Rare, like, I thought that what they, what they screened at South by wasn't a completed film. They say I mean. work then, in progress at South yeah. by all the time, but that was the it was I that was what the thing at Berlin was was it was like it's rare that there is a movie, especially like with a famous person that they're just like this is done. Come see it, and we want you to buy it. I went to Ketchup Entertainment's websites, and they're like. Homepage is just a, like a list of pictures of movies they've produced, and truly, I recognize almost none of them. The two I recognize are The Starving Games and Super Fast. Yeah, mm. so this is like right. an asylum adjacent. Ben Affleck. It, fe- it seems like they maybe aren't anymore because this this seems to be two of their earlier films. Sure, and sure. Maybe don't do that anymore. But uh. uh they produced a Linsanity documentary, it seems. <laughs> I don't know how accurate this will end up being, but the Wikipedia right now uh, lists Hypnotic at a runtime of 89 minutes. So it feels like this thing has no chance of losing. <laughs> Cullen's already shined up a spot for it on his top 10 of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Do we have any more South by Southwest thoughts? No, I mean, you know, I'm excited to see some of these movies that sound good. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. Bottom seems good. Bottom it's sounds just, good, uh, yeah. Which one's bottom? It's the, That's bottoms the, is the Rachel said not. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. And, Iowa Debris, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so if 2021 was a Sundance Best Picture... Right. And 2022 was a South by Southwest Best Picture. Uh-huh. I think Sounds like saying Tribeca we're in for a Tribeca Best line. Picture. Yep. I, we, it, we yeah. could go straight to a movie that premieres at Comic-Con. You know, like, it, that, that oh. could be a conjecture. <laughs> right, well, no, it's it's going to be Tribeca, yeah. then Fantastic Fest, yes. and then Comic-Con. Yes. <laughs> have, have we got any news for Tribeca yet? What's, what's playing? I don't think... They moved to June, so I don't okay. think we're going to... Always a good we sign. We might not get that. When they punched back two, two I mean, it was just like... There was, like... They did, like, a virtual festival in 2021 that was like, uh, we're doing this in June because we're pulling it together, and then they just stayed there. Well, I think another successful year of South by Southwest in the books. Right. Our, our um, best coverage year yet. <laughs> as always, a, a that, joy to talk certainly about. Certainly better than the year we all watched one of the online movies. Ooh, the that was so bleak. That was, yeah. The, yeah, that was a real, like, Sort of, like, maybe the yeah. closest we ever came to maybe movies or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly, where I was like, yeah, watching, like, a pitiful <laughs> movie that was like, it was at South by Southwest, but it was made in 2018. <laughs> and we'll just put it out through them. God. And um, then we also talked about Southland Tales that same episode. God. Mm-hmm. Um, what an episode. Um, Ethan, thank you so much for being here and for sharing yeah. your experience. Boots on the ground cover. It South was, by yeah, it's truly was extremely helpful for us, I feel like, to have someone who saw some movies at South By. Um, it's, you know, I, I we probably have had people who have been to a South By, but we this is our first time checking off yeah. someone who was at a current South By and came on to talk about being there. My recommendation to anyone who 
for some reason wants to go right is there's five thousand dollars to burn there's absolutely (laughs) no reason to buy a pass i spent 50 bucks and saw two movies in a great theater you know like if you can find a place to stay in the area you can Mm -hmm. see some movies well most a lot of the music stuff is free to the public um Mm -hmm. so if Mm -hmm. you can't get into a movie you can do that you know um there's a lot of great restaurants exactly, in Austin. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's just sure. it's there's a lot of cool stuff going on that you don't have to spend fifteen hundred dollars to participate in. Um, sure. But, yeah. But uh, but the peace of mind, Ethan. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> if you bypass, you're definitely gonna get in to one of these movies. <laughs> so sure. I mean, yeah. If they're holding in a thousand seat theater. Yeah. Exactly. Jesus. Like, I mean, there were lots of seats left over for Americana. I was at the front of the third priority line for uh, for Joyride, Joy and they cut it off about six people behind me. And my understanding Whoa. is, sure, with bottoms, no one from the third priority got in. So, like, sure. the really big ones, you're probably right. not going to get in, but you'll get a chance to see some stuff. So, sure, that's my experience. You'll get to see some celebrities. Great. Yeah, yeah, always a fave. Thing get to, to see. Paul Walter Hauser talked down to a, a crowd of people, which is great. Um, <laughs> he threatened to break someone's arm again. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Did he try to, like, yeah, did he, like, talk about Jesus a lot or something? <laughs> no, he, just, yeah. he, he talked <laughs> a lot about how it takes a village and everything, you know, just whatever. Sure, right, right, right. <laughs> He's a humble guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He plays the game right. <laughs> Uh, Ethan, anything you would like to uh, mention or plug before we do special presentations? I have a sub stack where I write about movies each week. Yeah. It is the shallow dive.substack.com. Um, I talk about a new film that just came out and then relate it to uh, three movies from the past that are connected somehow. So, like, the, episode, the one that will come out after this episode is John Wick, and I'm going to talk about some gunfu movies so that kind of thing um yeah give yourself so much homework exactly it's just an excuse for me to to watch movies and write about them but yeah that's what i got going on great uh do you have a special presentation you'd like to start off with or do you want us to come back to you for that uh come back to me i'll think of something okay who would like to start us a special presentation i can go first Today, I did a little outdoor fire in a fire pit and made some fresh s'mores. Ooh. And I think it's pretty hard to be a classic s'more. Um, I've heard variations of instead of using a chocolate bar to use a Reese's cup, which I didn't get Mm -hmm. to experiment with, but I would be curious about. But what was very nice about this fire pit is it has a sort of grill grate uh, lid that you can change the height of and set it on top of your fire. So I was able to toast the marshmallows and do a sort of uh, oven reverse broiler situation with the graham crackers with the chocolate bars on them, melt the chocolate from underneath on a low flame, and uh, did a little Malden on top of the chocolate before I put the marshmallow on, and uh, worked a little, worked some wonders. So shout out to the humble s'more. I gotta say, I am going to Vermont later this week, where there will be a number of fires. Uh, I will probably am now gonna go to the grocery store and get some... chocolate marshmallows and graham crackers. 
Hell yeah. It's it's worth it. Yeah. I could I could bring the Malden too. Hey. Always nice. Yeah. I can go and do another in my line of uh special presenting a book before I finish it because uh, I've almost not I don't know if I have watched a movie uh, since we last recorded uh, but I've been reading a book called Life is Everywhere uh, by Lucy Ives and it is uh, really really good it uh, I kind of I you know I kind of just picked it up I had seen someone on Twitter saying this is uh, really interesting uh, and was like yeah I'll try that uh, and it just starts with like I guess I don't know how many pages because I'm reading it on the Kindle but I feel like I spent like 15 minutes just reading about the history of botulism uh which ended in and then one of the things that makes botulism happened was isolated into Botox and that's why this character's face isn't really moving right now uh and I was just like great I'm in and then it takes another like long time to actually get to who the main character is uh from that uh but then yeah there's there's a middle section uh that you eventually figure out exactly what's up with the middle section but it consists of uh two pieces of fiction written by that character and then a work of literary criticism by a minor character, and then when it gets back into, after that, the text of the book, there is a, uh, a very, you, you will appreciate this, Andy, there's a, you know, instead of the botulism thing, there's a long section about the, uh, Elmer Holmes Bobst Library. Bobst! Yeah, where the uh, the main character goes because she is a grad student at NYU and she uh, left her key at her parents' house and is too afraid to go back and get it. Uh, so she's sure. just like, I will go sleep at the library. Uh, it's but known, yeah, it's definitely know. known that people would uh, sleep in the library sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, lots about how uh, Elmer Holmes Bobst was a bad man, about how the uh, architect who designed that building also not a great guy, uh, and also how uh, they had to make a number of adjustments before it was not a very uh, easy, there were not uh, a lot of very easy places to throw yourself off. Uh, yeah, that's true. There's yeah. a lot of uh, yeah, there's a lot of life mm-hmm. life barriers up that are uh, not necessarily yep. seem like they're part of the architecture in that building. Yeah, um, there, there's a history <laughs> of how those uh, how those barriers kind of went up in stages. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but yeah, great. I I'm really enjoying it. I am almost done. I might finish after uh, we end this call. Life is everywhere. Uh, is the title of that. Uh, I literally less than an hour before recording finished the book Bleeding Edge by Thomas Pynchon and I really enjoyed it there was like a point a moment in like the like late early parts of it where I was sort of not really feeling it that much but I think it I eventually got back around to it 
obviously there's a lot of the stuff that people comment about the book where it's just like all the refer- specific time and place references to like mm-hmm. early 2000s and yeah. early 2000s New York and just like different cultural things uh, like Pokemon rap, yeah, uh, Scooby-Doo references within it. That's right. I remember but, someone tweeted the Scooby-Doo thing recently, I think. Yeah, and all of that stuff's like obviously fun and interesting in a way that like Pynchon can mention it and like bring it into his stories and it's sort of like a you know just like first thought in his mind just writing it down but uh I found myself eventually like really connecting to like the emotional story of it and like I think sort of what it's trying to say and do and how it's like this novel about the specific moment in time where everybody was trading in like weird information and like trying to balance mm-hmm. this excitement about the future and oh, versus whether like history is over and we're all just like brainwashed slaves. And I think it, it manages to turn that into the story into being the story about like trying a thing. I'm very interested these days that I've been thinking about a lot, just personally, emotionally of just like, trying to think about how worried about the state of the world you should be and how like proactive and angry you can be about all that stuff while also remain like maintaining some sense of peace of mind and how you do you balance those things and i think it eventually becomes like a very interesting exploration that there is a scene with like the main character and her father that involves a lot of talk about Metal Gear Solid, which is a very interesting emotional conversation about that topic. Yeah. Um, I uh, don't have not had a ton of time for uh, stuff this week, so I don't have that much going. I just to echo a previous endorsement that Amelia made. I fi- I finally finished Mark Harris's uh, Mike Nichols book this week, uh, which is really excellent. It made me cry. The description of his memorial service I found very touching. Um, and yeah, it's also just like an interesting portrait, especially of like, yeah, a guy who like reinvented himself a few times and like felt sort of seemed like he fell in love and out of love with, with the work a few times and like how he, how he managed that, uh, was very interesting and good. Um, and then just as something I've barely touched on, uh, I listened to like most of the first track of the new London, uh, cast recording of, uh, Cabaret which has come come out with the one with Eddie Redmayne and Jesse Buckley. I've literally only listened... I haven't even finished listening to Vilkomen, uh, but it sounds very different, and Eddie Redmayne is really doing something uh, here that must be heard to be believed. So, uh, I, yeah. you know, I think it's worth checking out. Uh, I think it's... You're it, telling me Eddie Redmayne's putting a lot on it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure they're either... I'm not sure if they recorded it live or they're simulating, like, the live feel of it. I'm not sure what's going on with it. I need to do more. I obviously am not very well informed on this. Perhaps I'll have more in the future after I've done a full deep dive onto this. But there's something happening here, and people need to know about it. So I thought I'd get the word out, even though before I had all the facts. Mm. Ethan. Uh, because this is an Austin-centric episode, I will recommend an Austin-based company, Rambler Sparkling Water. The best mm. seltzer that I have had it is filtrated through limestone is what they say which is a very Texas thing um, but it, it is it, it is you can buy flavored or unflavored but it, it has the best balance of tasting interesting while not 
feeling uh, you know artificial that I have found for mass market canned sparkling water. Um, and if you yeah. really wanted to make a real Texas cocktail, you could pair that with some Tito's vodka if you wanted. Mm -hmm. um, but that is my recommendation from the great state of Texas. If you want to uh, follow Ethan on Twitter, where would they do that, Ethan? I am at Ethan Brundine. That is my name. And then um, for the podcast, if you'd like to follow us, we're Can I Kick It on Twitter, CIKI Pod on Letterboxd and Instagram. Uh, you can email us questions at canikickitpod at gmail.com. You can... Uh, Donate money to our cause uh, at coffee.com slash can I C A N N E S I. Um, our How much money is... do they have to uh, donate to coffee for us to go to South by Southwest? En <laughs> enough for all of us to feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We would have to have zero stress. Talking like yeah, two, two or three k per person, something like that. <laughs> Minimum, <Yeah. laughs> plus yeah. per DM. That, I was gotcha. gonna say that sounds a little low. <laughs> I feel like like twenty overall is like that's maybe the floor. Yeah, sure. We're we're definitely talking between twenty and forty five thousand dollars for us to go <laughs> south by southwest. Right, you have right, yes. The, the income of a of a full time job, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and honestly, if you give me that money, I'll do anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can put what you want in the memo line if you send us between twenty and forty thousand dollars. Forty five. I'll delete sorry. every episode and remember it again. <laughs> I'll eat a banana with a peel on. <laughs> he does whatever right. he wants. Um, Colin transferred yes. it to his bank with the with one paying the fee to do hey, so. Hey, Our our theme song is by Tree Related, who's on Spotify and SoundCloud or at Tree Related. Uh, if you want to follow any of us on Twitter, I'm at Clatchley. Andy's Andy T Germ. Emilio's I'm Laugh Alone. Jesse's JCP Glick Weber and Jesse and with that I will release our audience bye bye bye, bye. bye.